Welcome to episode eight. If you've just joined, I am Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram and Robin at a tired witch on Instagram. And today we have a special guest, Stephen from A Witch's Path on Instagram. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, sir? Hi, guys. I'm Stephen. Uh, I am a witch. I'm from England. I'm terrible at introductions. Um, I've been practicing since I was a little kid. Um, I made a witch's path in 2017, I think, in November, uh, just to connect to other witches online. And since then, it blew up. Uh, and recently, me and one of my friends started a witch's shop, which is just at a witch's shop on Insta as well. And uh, this is my very first podcast ever in the universe. So there you go. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad <laughs> to take your podcast virginity. <laughs> I've, got a cup, I've got a cup of tea. I'm ready. We can do this. <laughs> so British. <laughs> if you guys are just joining us, uh, every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phase well, the most recent one, or most closest, most closest. Yeah, English is my first language. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the upcoming lunar phase is going to be the new moon in Cancer on June 20th. And this particular new moon is focusing on emotional clearing. So new moons are the whole new moon, new me, you know, fresh beginnings, new starts, that sort of thing. And when you take that and apply it with the energy of cancer, we're looking at, you know, our home and our interpersonal relationships and kind of how we interact with them and how we can improve on that in general. Uh, we want to be focusing on our emotional health during this time and kind of how we can kickstart I don't know, a new chapter in that respect. And I know a lot of us right now, because of the current climate of just the world in general, might be experiencing a lot more anxiety than usual. I know I'm getting a lot of messages um, and emails that are asking for, you know, magical guidance through that. And you aren't alone if you're feeling a little anxious right now. And because of that, we should utilize this new moon to kind of focus on magic and energies that can potentially focus on our emotional health. We might want to look at things like meditation and other forms of grounding and centering during this time and really just prioritizing uh, our mental health during this because it's a struggle yeah. and a lot of us are going through it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in the bath and cry and let my tears fill up the bathtub. That will be my I mean, that's cancer just a Tuesday for ritual. me. So like, uh, as a cancer, like, I just like Tuesday. So I'm like, I'm not really understanding, I guess. <laughs> Dude, does not everyone do that? <laughs> but honestly, like I'm ready for like a good cry and emotional shakeup because as you said, things have been intense and a lot of people have anxiety yeah. and you know. And the anxiety is valid. There's a lot going on right now that is uncertain and a little scary and gr growth is painful, right? And with that growth and the painful growth can come uncertainty. And I think that recognizing a need to ground and recenter is perfectly valid. <laughs> 
If you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretation of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. Last week, we talked about the Fool, and as I said, we will go over how it is connected with the card, the world. The universal meaning of this card is all about completing a cycle and reaching the end of a certain journey. Now, my interpretation is the same, but I also pull from the ter- um, from the fool when this card comes up. When the fool or ourselves start new journeys, we have so much to see, to learn, and accomplish. I really see the world as a report card or a review of the journey we have gone on, specifically reviewing the progress we made in the four suits of tarot, which are represented on the corners of the card. What have you accomplished emotionally? What have you accomplished when it comes to growth? What have you accomplished when it comes to your goals? And how did you expand your mind during that time? You have, you now have all this knowledge to move forward with on your new journey If you remember in last podcast, I mentioned the fool's little knapsack. His knowledge he gained from the last cycle is in there, so he doesn't repeat the same mistakes and is all the wiser moving forward. The world is always turning and going through cycles, and you will too. It really shows us that even though we've accomplished something, it isn't the end all. So what are you going to do next? Okay, so what is your opinion on this, Robin? Well, personally speaking, I actually never get the world ever in readings because um, my life doesn't have any kind of accomplishments. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Or am I? Maybe I really don't ever get it. (laughs) (laughs) I never get it. Um, Not once. Never heard it. Never seen it. I don't know her. Um, But the world for me is very much so a signet fire of accomplishment and, you know, chapters coming to an end, like you said, like the fool. But instead of, I don't know, like a fresh face, fresh new start, it's like that. I don't know, the life's journey and it's the end of a life's journey and it's the wise old man on the hill who's like accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. And Mm -hmm. if you actually look at the symbolism of the card, the laurel wreath around uh, the dancer in the middle is kind of a universal symbol of accomplishment. You know, you think Mm -hmm. of winning a race and you get the laurel wreath or when you graduate high school and you get the flower wreaths, those sort of things. It's all just a symbol of accomplishment. And even though I've Mm -hmm. never accomplished anything and I've never gotten the world, I'm sure other people have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the uh, on the the world, too, the four... suits like you mentioned in the four corners Mm -hmm. are also the four cardinal zodiac signs so Mm -hmm. i literally just wrote a whole piece on the world the other day um so this is actually very fresh in my brain (laughs) (laughs) what a coincidence so steven what are your views well i mean i'm with robin on the fact that actually i i very rarely pull it um I, I, it's part of me actually, it's one of the, you know, you get that one card that you just don't really connect to. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't honestly connect to the world that much um, in terms of my own personal, which now I'm thinking of it and I'm like, is, does this mean never get fulfillment? 
is this what this means for me? But it, it doesn't does. actually often come up in readings when I do them <laughs> for people. Um, when it does come up in readings, I actually connect the energy a little bit to um, the Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see like a, a similar, uh, the, the feeling is kind of the same to me. And when, when the world comes up, often in a reading that actually is denoted travel um, mm-hmm. for a client. Um, yeah. Because I tend to see like the world in terms of like traveling, but it's not necessarily yeah. you traveling far. It could actually be just expanding your horizons in the place you are. Um, yeah, or it absolutely. could just be like a small move. Because um, that, that, that's something it feels to me. Especially if the world was paired with an eight of wands, I could totally see how that would suggest travel. And travel For comes sure. in many forms. Yeah. Again, mm. back to growth, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to, I tend to see if, if it comes out, if it's, um, I always think it's a positive sign if when it does come out in a reading, it's the over the top card for me. So if, if mm-hmm. things don't look great or if there's a lot of work mm-hmm. to be done or if it's not a great situation, um, and suddenly I pull the world, I always place that above the other cards always if it comes out. Um, cause I feel like it has that energy that the sun might have in terms yeah. of just uh, like illuminating the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and adding that kind of fulfillment goal, uh, like harmony and, you know, that sense of just feeling like it's, it's complete to it. Uh, and it kind of gives a purpose sometimes to like the mundane aspects of a reading and adds what I feel is more of like a, a fate element to it. Like this will lead to mm-hmm. something great. So sometimes that's the angle that I come at it from. I like that. That's yeah, really I nice. That. We were going to talk about Letha, which is coming up, but because of current affairs, just like we've done historically in the past, we have decided to change what we're talking about. So this week for our little topic of discussion, we are talking about Black Lives Matter and kind of the witchcraft community and being an ally, an ally in training, a new expression Stephen just enlightened us too, which is just kind of where our role is in that as witches. And especially if we are such as myself and Stephen and Maria, white or white passing, what that kind of looks like. It's mm-hmm. it's complicated, isn't it? But it is an important thing that we recognize and talk about. It's important to talk about. It is important to talk about. Um, In my personal opinion, witchcraft in general is a political statement. (laughs) Uh, Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) It is a uh, acceptance and embracing, et cetera, um, sort of, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, like going against the grain and standing up for Mm -hmm. things that you believe in, et cetera, et cetera. And that falls under a lot of branches and looks different for a lot of people. (laughs) It's nonconformity, right? It is a tricky subject because um, at least from my standpoint, and I I know Marianne Stevens is we're not black. Uh, We are not African-American or black. And therefore, uh, what I don't want in general is for people to kind of see this or hear this or see us posting and think that that's 
I don't want people to see it and think that, you know, the, that you should get steam on being a white person who's going to save the day because that's not our position. Our position is to listen and elevate black voices. And that's what's exactly. really important here. Yeah. And like, we all need to keep in mind, you know, that black people aren't a commodity and yeah, especially time. and they should have always 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 been acknowledged it is amazing don't get me wrong it's amazing the amount of people that and companies who are acknowledging it but the ones that are just now acknowledging it mm-hmm. it is gross and i feel that once things air quote calm down they will flip and go the direction they've always gone Absolutely. and that's like completely missing the mark we all need to just keep going like don't let like let's not lose momentum and let's Mm -hmm. keep holding like people accountable yeah i think i think from my perspective what i've what i've seen is you know i obviously like you said it's it's incredible that we've had so many people suddenly speak up but what we're also seeing is an incredible amount of white guilt um Mm -hmm. just kind of coming out like bile everywhere in every direction and mm-hmm. i do, i think that that can also be an extreme that doesn't help what's happening right now you know mm-hmm. we, it's something that we need to be fi- finally focused about in terms of listening and having those uncomfortable conversations with each other um mm-hmm. and taking that pressure off because obviously you know it's a rhetoric that's been going around but i'm going to emphasize it again like people of color black people any kind of um black and ethnic minority group they're not here to educate us as white people they're not here mm-hmm. to educate um so that's the mm-hmm. conversations we need to be having am- amongst each other as well absolutely um, it is our place to educate ourselves we have our, it is 2020 we have access to the internet to free resources and articles etc it is not black people's responsibility to educate us on how to be decent fucking people it is our responsibility <laughs> exactly. to step up to the plate and educate ourselves they are not our like they've done enough <laughs> they don't it's not yeah. their responsibility to make us better people it's our responsibility to make us better people period <laughs> uh, yeah like yeah. Just be a good human like it's it's really not that hard to be a good human and to be a supportive one hey like if we're talking about you know the spiritual brands and witchcraft brands etc right now this is something that has really irked me kind of going back to what maria said about um paying attention to brands that are suddenly speaking out and they'll go right back to their same bullshit in two weeks um yeah i want to implore you listeners and just people in general that if you are seeing suddenly this crop up of, you know, hex the fucking racists and stuff like that, in theory as like a t-shirt or something, that sounds sick, right? Like we all see that and we go, wow, great. Pay attention to where that money's going to. Uh, is somebody profiting off this by exploiting your spirituality as well as the Black Lives Matter movement to make money? Um, are the proceeds mm-hmm. going to charity or are they doing one of that bullshit thing where they say 10% of proceeds are going to charity? Like, w- you're profiting off them. <laughs> 
Like you yeah. are profiting off of a fucking situation that is unacceptable. And I've seen it like in three brands and I'm not going to call people out because I'm not in a position where I want to start a fucking flame war, but pay attention, use your eyes, use critical thinking. And if you see a t-shirt or a tote bag or fucking a mug, whatever, and it looks really cool and you're like, wow, amazing. I'm a witch who supports Black Lives Matter. Pay attention to where the money's mm-hmm. going. Absolutely. I've seen on um like on Facebook ads and stuff like that mm-hmm. through like companies that are definitely profiting off of both witchcraft and what is going on right now. They have like hex hex races, but it's from like one of those mass producing like t-shirt companies. Such bullshit. And it's just like, what in the hell? It's it's just so messed up and like yeah. do not like I know it looks cool guys but don't give them money and they're probably stealing someone else's art exactly especially if not 100% of proceeds are going to charity that's how I look at it it's it, to me I'm sat back just browsing Instagram being a consumer right and mm-hmm. I'm like wow you came up with that design real quick and you fucking got that to printing press real quick like I see you <laughs> And I think it's pretty gross, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's pretty fucking gross. And I think people who do that are pretty fucking gross. They're gross. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I want to hex them. That's what I want to do. Um, I was going to say on that note, um, I'm, I've been, something I've been speaking about a lot lately is how people need to protest with their wallets. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. super important. Um, in terms of branding, like we as spiritual focus, which is you know, a lot of companies now market to us. A lot of companies market to us because oh, yeah. we're, we're a niche market, but we've got a lot of money. The, you know, a lot of modern witches are love, you know, buying crystals and, and tarot decks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do as well. And there's a lot of money to be made in that. And, and I think that it's very, very important to be able to be part of that movement and be part of that protest by choosing where to and when not to spend your money. But mm-hmm. on, on top of that point, um, something that I've been doing um, recently um, since since reading a lot more and listening a lot more is actually asking companies what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it's not it's it, in, a, in a polite way at first, you know, because mm-hmm. it, we, I don't think we realize on the whole um, and I don't think a lot of white people realize just how much power we have over brands. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's part of our privilege. And so for me, uh, especially, you know, us us in this room, we have larger followings. A lot of people have larger followings. People ask us to promote things, for example. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if somebody comes along and they ask me to promote something now and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them, so what did you do for the, for Black Lives Matter? What did you do for this? Talk to me about mm-hmm. your ethics. And that's mm-hmm. gonna be questions that I ask. Um and when I actually want to buy something, you know, I was asking people about ethics in terms of say crystals, because obviously there's a there's a minefield around that. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. when it comes to what I'm doing now, and if, if there are brands that I, I there are a few brands that I've actually really loved and really supported for years that have done nothing mm-hmm. that I'm so disappointed mm-hmm. in. And, you know, actively messaging those people and being like, What are you gonna do? What are you doing for Black Lives Matter? You know, are you doing 100%. a charity auction? And, you know, if they turn around and say they're not, I will I will actively tell them, well, I'm, I'm not going to support you anymore. And I'm, right. I'm going to yeah. leave them with that. It's not it's, the- it's you know, it's not rude to tell someone that you're going to not support their shop anymore for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah. I think it is important, though, on that note, to recognize that all people support who are supporting 
causes they believe in also have different abilities of what they can and cannot support. So like, for example, I have a shop, right? I literally mm-hmm. cannot afford, especially with coronavirus going on right now, to donate any extra money than what I donate every year for Pride Month. And that's not uh, a pat on my back. That is, I literally don't have the funds. Like, it's coronavirus. I, I don't. I also don't have the resources to create... Uh, a new product at which I could donate all the proceeds to, right? As much as I really wanted to and I looked into it, it just is, I don't have the resources. So then taking that note, having that recognition for myself, it was like, okay, so what can I do, right? And by what can I Mm -hmm. do is, like you said, I have a large following. I have the privilege and access to share links, share people who are doing petition or not petitions, excuse me, auctions, etc. And getting Mm -hmm. the word out there and doing the best I can to still drive you know, money to places that um, can help and do have those resources. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we recognize that not all brands, some brands are like me, right? It's one person who was heavily affected by other current events going on where I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, whip out a bunch of money. But what I did do was what I do have accessible to me. And I think it's very important that we recognize that some people have that simple accessibility where you have a platform that you can share petitions and swipe ups, information, elevating black voices and amplifying other shops that are, you know, smaller scale that are black people of color, etc. And amplifying that because this is the time to share that information. And I mean, you should be doing it all the time because you shouldn't be a piece of shit. But especially (laughs) speaking, this would be the time to do that. And they're still choosing to not do that. (laughs) Come again. (laughs) Yeah, I think that when it comes to like what you said, I think that's a really, really excellent point to raise because I think that from the outside looking in, a lot of consumers, especially across Instagram, when a page looks really lovely and when products and websites look really lovely, you sometimes don't realize that that might be one person running that entire business. And it's very like small scale in comparison to something massive. But the Instagrams could look just as aesthetic as each other, you know, so you really have to pick and choose. Yeah, a huge thing also to remember, because a lot of people forget this, just because you have a couple followers, the Instagram does not give us money. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say this with my last breath. And this, this is not about me. This is about other people as well. We don't get paid to be on Instagram. And this crazy like rumor that goes around that that's the case is just perplexing if it was uh i would be donating all that money because that's oh, fucking yeah. ridiculous i think I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky i'm in a position where like the shop that that me and zoe run um mm-hmm. it's not actually a main source of income that's something that we mm-hmm. use um as as a lovely side project because we're really passionate about making things so we were lucky mm-hmm. enough to be in a position where we could hold an auction and which i love I, that it, obviously yeah uh, well i mean it's a blessing in that respect, because a lot of people don't have that. I mean, we have Mm full-time jobs outside of that, which makes the shop a little bit tricky to run, but it does mean that something like that is actually quite easy for us to put together. And yeah. um, Yeah. And then you've got like, but what, what strikes, what struck me is that I keep seeing say smaller brands um, and smaller shops doing Mm -hmm. a lot um, Mm -hmm. in terms of sharing things, swipe ups, 
stories, posts, auctions, and I'm seeing bigger brands do nothing. <laughs> nothing. They'll like say a statement and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, at first, like the whole muted blackout Tuesday, I was like, this is great. I love this. I am I know I was with the majority of regular people of thinking, wow, what a great idea. Like, amazing. But then when I started to think about it and I started seeing other things, I'm like, well, how is this helping anyone? I'm just... I'm just like making a black screen and stepping away and doing jack shit. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that is the most, you know, accidentally privileged bullshit I've ever done. And I took my post down. Like I took down my Blackout Tuesday post and I found a different way to do stuff because having the privilege to be able to say, I'm going to step back and let other people talk and not instead step back and amplify what other people are talking about Mm. that that little shift of thought is the difference between recognizing your privilege and not and i thought it was very interesting that some brands did basically do exactly that they did the blackout tuesday all black screen didn't post for 48 hours and then went right back to their shit without doing literally anything like, no sign. Here's a link to petitions. Here's a link to organizations you can donate to. Like, literally nothing. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, okay, so your privilege here is that you can just decide to step out of the conversation. And I think the privilege also comes is that they're actually not afraid of losing um, losing revenue. Yeah. They're not afraid of losing revenue because they're relying on other people unaware of their own privilege and unaware of mm-hmm. what's going on and that that bothers me it, that probably bothers me more than the shop doing nothing is that they 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 know that they won't lose a certain amount of revenue for it or you know they really would have to mess up to lose revenue yeah and then they're terrified that if they do say something or do something that they will lose that revenue because you have people who you know they don't like to feel bad so they'll just be like well i'm not supporting that brand anymore and it's just you you kind of want to lose those people anyways so (laughs) exactly (laughs) i say this all the time i will say it with my last dying breath if you're a fucking Mm. bigot i don't want your fucking money anyway fuck you fuck off and get away from me like that no i don't want you having my stuff like i don't want your money i don't want you having my products i want you to have nothing to do with it and so if i lo- i looked at it this way if i lose followers for continuing to post about this and it pisses people off like bye like <laughs> the trash is taking itself out see you later <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people across the platform did lose followers. Um, I did lose a couple of hundred initially. And I don't usually check it, but I was like, I'm curious. And I was like, whoa. I mean, that it didn't upset me from the fact that I lost followers. That doesn't bother me. What bothered me is that I had those people following me in the first place. That's I what me. did not mm-hmm. lose any followers, but I'm typically very outspoken about my political beliefs 24 7 um i've never been quiet (laughs) about how i feel about things i'm always sharing that stuff in my stories so i feel like i didn't lose any followers because the trash has been taking itself out for quite some time and 
I feel like I lose them as quickly as I gain them because they show up and then they go, oh my God, she posted about trans rights. I'm out of here. <laughs> and so they don't really stick around. Uh, and I'm all right with that. Uh, yeah. So um, do we have anything else we want to talk about with this? I think the main thing is, is that it's a, I think just I was a talking about here. voting with our wallet, like protesting oh, yeah. with our wallet mm-hmm. is really important. I think that, that well, we've covered too. that. Yeah. And I think too I think too the main thing for all of us to kind of I hope you guys to take from this that are listening is that this is not about if you're white <laughs> it's not about you. And just don't be afraid to question brands like any brand that's good, any brand that's ethical, any brand that has any kind of spine or a light heart behind it will absolutely mm-hmm. be happy to answer your comment publicly. If you just ask them mm-hmm. the question what are you doing for X, Y, Z? What are you doing for this? You know, what are you doing for human rights? What are you doing for Black Lives Matter? Like all of any, anything that is, is happening in the world at that point, ask them because it's, you know, it's your power as a consumer that you're basically saying, I don't want to shop with you unless you're supporting what's right. And we don't realize that inherent power that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, legitly, like no one should be worried about calling other people out right now. I think calling people out in shops out if they say something like terrible and, you know, that's completely against, you know, Black Lives Matter. I mean, use your voice, use your platform. Someone I know, his name is John, posted something. I'm going to pull this up on Twitter that it just like... It like spoke to my core. He posted on Twitter, I think a small part of my frustration with some of the people in the paranormal community stems from the fact that they feel uncomfortable saying Black Lives Matter, but they feel fine saying there's a demon in your basement or a ghost said someone was murdered in your attic. And (laughs) if that doesn't sum up the witchcraft community right now, I don't know what does. (laughs) Uh, You know, we ask ourselves to... Uh, believe in and accept witchcraft psychic Mm -hmm. you know energies ghosts and spirits etc deities but we're and we're super comfortable about talking about that stuff but when the phrase black lives matter comes up we're like oh i don't know i don't want to get political like fuck you (laughs) and as you said earlier being a witch is political like it is political no matter what i mean yeah yeah I am. Um, I mean, can I move on to, to the next point we had in terms of, of yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually, yeah. I, I just did a post and this is one thing that, that has always bugged me. I've always tried to speak out about it. There's always backlash. And mm-hmm. one thing that, that bugs me, it probably bugs you too, is cultural appropriation and using closed traditions within witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. I just did a post, uh, you probably saw it, I was talking about, oh, I showed you it, um, you know, about not everything coming from like Eurocentric sources, us mm-hmm. not recognizing the amount of things that that maybe have been appropriated along the way. We've got key figures in our occult history, like Crowley, who took so much um, oh, yeah. from other countries. Um, and we just don't recognize that. And one of the key messages I'm trying to get across to people is some of the things that we've taken, we can't give back. We have them. They're, mm-hmm. they're there. You know, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm talking about things like, you know, y- yoga and y- the sh- using uh, chakra systems and things like that. They're there. We're not going to get rid of them. They're, they're firmly placed within that, within us now in the spiritual and occult community. And I'm and 
But the point I was trying to make is that we need to recognize those things and where they came from and respectfully honor them. Um, that seems to be so fucking difficult for some people. And they go off on one and they like shout and scream as if they've just mm -hmm. lost all of their toys. Uh, I had a lovely, a really kind message earlier from um, a new witch. Um, they're in the UK and they messaged me because mm -hmm. they saw the post and they said, um, I'm so sorry if this is the, the bad question. Like, I just I just don't really know about uh, cultural appropriation um, in terms of uh, in terms of the craft. I'm brand new. Can you can you just go through it with me if you if you have time? And I was just mm -hmm. like, first of all, that's that's great that you're asking. Um, and I tried to think of the most simple analogy I could. And I, I brought it back to like two children in a classroom. And I said, like, you are sat there and you've got a pack of crayons but you don't have all the colors in the box, but someone else does. They have the other colors. Now, some of those colors you're allowed to borrow. And, you know, some of those colors you're not allowed to borrow and you have to accept that you're not going to get some of those colors. Mm -hmm. But if somebody has let you borrow one of their colors, even if you're borrowing it for a long time, even if you're borrowing it for the rest of your life, you don't say, this is my color. This is my crayon. This is mine and always has been. You say, oh, my friend lent me this mm -hmm. crayon or my friend gifted me this crayon and mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't claim it as your own. If, 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 mm -hmm. if somebody came to your house and said, I really love that lamp and you say, Oh, that was a gift from my mum," You wouldn't say that's always been mine. You would, t you would tell right. people where it came from, you know? Right. And so it's not necessarily that we, I don't feel like we're allowed to use some of these systems and some of these concepts um, within spirituality, especially with Eastern um, spirituality, there's so much of it came over many, many years ago. You know, so much of it was taken and included. Um, so it's not the fact that we have to give everything back, you know, because I think that damage is done. I think a lot of that has been done. It's more telling people where you got that from. Um, yeah, in my not opinion. claiming it as your own. Yeah, I think exactly. I th I think though that there are things that you. Um, you can't use and oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's just all I really want to acknowledge on that is that because not because I think that you think you can use things um, that you can't. It's more I don't want our listeners to think that Stephen is saying that as long as you tell people where you get it from, then it's fine, because that's not true. There's still a lot of closed off things that are closed. Like closed, not yeah. like, oh, yeah. I just got to use the right password and it's fine. No, it's closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, closed. that's what I talked about the crayons. Some of them, you those crayons, you'll never la be allowed to borrow. They're there, exactly. You know, some of those yeah. crayons just live there. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, you could go around someone's house and like like something that they have in their. They, that doesn't mean you're going to take it. That doesn't mean you're allowed to take that. It's in their house, right? 100%. You can acknowledge it, acknowledge can, the beauty of it, acknowledge the fact that it's a nice thing without like stealing it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know why it's so hard to understand. It baffles me that people, there's a sense of entitlement there. And it's almost like, I don't know, you could compare it to like colonialism with its spiritual hat on. You just answered yeah. your own question because like, there's a fucking sense of entitlement. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, people seem to think that like anything that deals with spirituality is like up for grabs. And that is not true. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even when it comes to magic and all that some things are just untouchable and you should leave it alone like there's yes. so many like closed religions and stuff like that and you should probably not be borrowing from said closed religions Ugh. 
Well, on that note, guys, we should move on. (laughs) For sure. Um, Yeah. Ugh. Awful. Oh, I, I did it. have one more thing about that actually. Like, I when I was talking to this person earlier, um, one of the thing that they actually said that they were drawn to was hoodoo, um, which is obviously one of the key ones I think that people were like drawn to. Air quotes. You can't see me doing the air quotes. Um, because so because they're drawn to it, they feel many, like they can like, take it. They've watched too many movies and they go, "I want to be a hoodoo priestess." Well, you can't. <laughs> so, but I, I know for a fact that like there's there's a lot of hoodoo shops, for example, run run by black hoodoo practitioners who will happily mm-hmm. sell anyone the products who will happily oh, sell you that candle that floor wash and like i you know this is what i encourage i said if you find the right practitioners who have the business and you know it's 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 black owned you're supporting that shop then yeah you can mm-hmm. use that candle because you bought it from them you've supported them right you know that's part mm-hmm. of the, the sphere of business so it's not that some of these systems are so untouchable it's that if you actually find the right people to support there's elements of that you can take home with you. You you know you can go to a shop in London yeah. and buy some you buy some hot foot powder if you want, buy a, buy a certain kind of floor wash anything like that. There's there's hoodoo shops all around Brixton, um, mm-hmm. in London. But you are supporting that business. You're not recreating those things at home. You're not doing it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You're supporting 100%. that. You're, you're feeding into that. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And then even worse are the people that get their fucking white dreadlocks and then they claim to be teaching and selling fucking hoodoo shit online. Ugh. Ugh. It makes me gross. It makes me feel dirty. Just even thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually itching myself now. That makes me very uncomfortable. So <laughs> hate it. So Steven, what is stirring your cauldron right now? Uh, well, first of all, I just, I love this and the phrase is, it's just amazing. Um, We're trying to make that happen. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up, well, I, initially I thought we were talking about the fool today and I was super excited, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it anyway. Um so I was in Atlanta's bookshop in London, which is a very well-established, I think it's nearly a hundred year old occult store. It's run by like, mm-hmm five generations of witches um Geraldine the manager um the current owner and she was talking she was getting really really passionate one day talking to me about tarot and um she turned around and said that she found an old photograph of uh one of uh the people in Pamela Coleman life um Mm -hmm. and I think it was a photograph of Ellen Terry or Edith Craig um both in her life when she was like like a late teen as far as I know, um, early 20s. And it was a picture. And in that picture was a tiny little white dog. And Aww. and then she she was like, what do you recognize from this photo? And at first I was like, this is an old black and white photo. What is it? What, what am I looking at? And she then pointed at the dog. <laughs> and, um, and then she just, she already had from nowhere, just she made it appear, was the fool. Um, uh-huh. And she just held it up and was like, look at the dog. And um, she's she's been working on a project uh, to to kind of retrace uh, Pamela's life and find all the sources of inspiration that she put into the cards um, in oh order gosh. to unlock other messages that the tarot can give us that were very personal to Pamela um, that may not be published. Um, she's running workshops and talks on it, as far as I know. I think that's probably on hold because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you are in the UK or if she's doing any online sessions, Alanda's Bookshops, uh, Geraldine Beskin, definitely look it up because that wowed me completely. 
I'll put yeah. the I'll put her name and the bookshop in the bio too, guys. So in case I don't know, in case you want to copy paste it into Google, yeah, it'll be there. You said that she's bringing a book. She's writing a book about it. Um, she's been writing, uh, and uh, I think she was writing a big article about it. I'm not sure if it was in a, a book book, but it probably is by now because I think she told me like two years ago, um, and I was just going in passing to the shop. Yeah. Um, but she's she's been running talks around the country, and I just missed one she did in Glastonbury. Um, a, a while back and I, I literally got there the day after and was like oh my god Ugh. why didn't I know um but yeah she's been running talks on it uh, so if you're in and around like London UK or can get there like there might be more mm-hmm. talks in the future but maybe she's going to run some online ones maybe I should email her and ask her um that's a good idea but yeah I yeah. thought that was great and the look of excitement on her face and the wow moment I was like oh my god what is this this is amazing <laughs> what an exciting project but that's been stirring my cauldron um since I've been thinking about the full card um, and also, I very rarely get new tarot decks. I'm, I'm a stickler for like the one deck, <laughs> but in Steven September the they will be launching. Of M and I. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I only, I've got my my right away, and that's all I, that's all I use, um, uh, completely, like all the time. But I am, I have been having conversations with my deck, and it's allowed me to get another one because it's very feisty. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to the De Toro Tarot um, by Thomas, I think, Hyjo is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's published by Insight Editions, um, and it's based on the Del Toro films, um, such mm-hmm. as The Shape of Water and Pan's Labyrinth. And the artwork is insane. It's amazing. It's like and I'll give you like, yeah, yeah, it's, like it's kind of like printing. old etching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um very, like I think the one that stood out to me is that the lover's card is actually the amphibian man and uh, Alyssa from The Shape of Water. Oh, and, I, uh, I won't it. ruin the film for anyone who hasn't seen it, but people will know what I mean with the iconic I will. scene. I'll ruin it. They have six. <laughs> they have six. <laughs> they have hot and sensual sex. Mm, just two gross guys in the water touching each other's vaginas. Very sexy. <laughs> So, <laughs> but I think that's launching in September in the UK. I'm not sure about the US. I only checked the UK launch uh, date. I think it's but the I think same it's the time. I think it's the same time. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I am actually going to get that as a late birthday present. Mm. So that's what's stirring my cauldron. I wish I had a cauldron to stir. I've just got a cup of tea, but the the mug does say witch on it. So there you go. The cup does count. It is a vessel. <laughs> <laughs> So, Stephen, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? Well, um, you know I love a good rant, so I'm just going to do it. Um, Hands up if you've ever seen some post online, probably a Facebook group or an Instagram page that says, like, something that will kind of bait you. So what I mean is, like, something, has anyone had any weird dreams lately? Does anyone feel anything big coming? Does anyone feel like a Mm -hmm. shift? You see Mm -hmm. that a lot. And I personally, mm-hmm. like something I've been writing about outside of um, Insta is uh, what I'm calling it like spiritual hysteria. I don't know if that's the final name, but these kind of posts are quite, can be quite incendiary. They, they get loads of comments. They get hundreds of comments being like, oh my God, me too. Yeah, I've had some weird dreams lately. What do they mean? And then everyone kind of comes together with all these theories. My theory behind it is more to do with someone's own personal development. Um, so... You know, you've, you've had those times in your like craft when suddenly you kind of level up. That's what me and my friends call it, like a level up. 
suddenly you hit like mm-hmm. a new prong on the ladder and you're like, whoa, that was intense. I've learned something. Mm-hmm. You know, you download something, you you do a spell differently or you feel an energy a different way. And it feels huge. Like it's so big inside of you in that moment, isn't it? And people... Mm-hmm will have those moments along their spiritual progression. Um, it's not, not necessarily you have to be a witch, like any kind of spiritual path. You have those moments where suddenly you feel like this energy that you're suddenly feeling and connected to is so big because you feel it so big that you think it's not just to do with you. You think that it has to do with like the entire world. You think that because you're suddenly feeling this, then it's some kind <laughs> of prophecy it's it, you're, you're, you're now some kind of guru and you take to the online world and you say to people, oh, my God, everyone, I can feel something coming. I can feel something big coming. And and I think that can be quite dangerous and damaging in terms of like some people who may not be feeling that will feel like mm-hmm. they're, they're maybe not included or they're not a, a, a witch. You know, maybe I'm not a witch yeah. because I'm not feeling something right now. Maybe I'm not a witch because I'm not having dreams right now. But then what I tend to see happen with this is that people create their own narrative so whatever someone is passionate about, let's say that's like human rights or animal rights, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're passionate about nature, they somehow write it in that whatever this big thing is, is to do with that. You know, if someone's, mm-hmm. I see this a lot of time with like political things as well, like um, people will just kind of add to the narrative. And if something is currently going on in the world, they'll just add that into their narrative as if it's part of their story and not something mm-hmm. else that's, that's going on outside of that. And in my yeah. opinion, in my experience working with students, like one-on-one, when I've, when I've done that before in the past, and when I've had circles and development circles, I see these people having the level-ups all the time. And, you know, I've had, I've had these level-ups across my life. And when, when, you, when you have one, you think this is the peak you could ever reach, you know? Mm-hmm. But for, for me, mm-hmm. like, you never know how other people perceive energy. So, you know, mm-hmm. what I could be feeling now could be something that, you know, Maria, you felt your whole life you know, and I'm yeah. only just feeling it. We, we don't know what, you know, if what we're feeling is someone's just normal average Tuesday, but because mm-hmm. we feel it so big, we as humans with, you know, in our, you know, our egos and all of that business think, oh my yeah. God, this is, this is huge. This is so big. I've been blessed with something. I need to go and tell the world <laughs> that the end is nigh or that everything's changing. And in my opinion, and I think that like a lot of people would agree that energy is always shifting. Things are always mm-hmm. changing. There's always something coming. There's always something different around the corner, like Mm -hmm. nothing stagnant. And we've just spoken about the world, you know, in in tarot, like things Mm -hmm. are always moving and turning. So I think that it's a problem within our community that I see. And people use these kind of things to suddenly build like platforms upon to try and rally people together, almost like a, I don't know, like a, like a cult in a sense, (laughs) not like a, not like a murderous evil cult. Yeah. But like, you know, people rally these people together because it based on weird dreams and but it's always vague have you ever seen it? it's always vague these posts yeah. is something mm-hmm. coming can anyone feel it but people if you if you went on that post and said like so what is exactly coming and they're like something big something huge you know and it's just <laughs> like okay but massive. what <laughs> but you know and it's and i i see it like a road like say that, that we're, you know you imagine a town Maybe if it's probably easier to marry like an American block system, um, mm-hmm. that sometimes people are on like a road and they're the only car on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can turn onto a road and suddenly you're on a road with loads of other people. And that's the moment where you connect with something a bit bigger than yourself. However mm-hmm. you envision that, whether that for you is like a deity energy, whether that's like an animist energy, but you connect with something bigger than yourself. And you can also turn off that road and go back onto a quiet one, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. it's when we go onto that main road that suddenly we feel that. 
And it reminds me a lot of something Maria actually said. It was either last episode or the one before when we talked about love spells. Do you remember him? And yeah. how yeah. the universe... Oh, I can't remember exactly what we said. It was like the universe might have picked someone for you to be your soulmate, but that doesn't mean that they're ready at the exact same time that you are. Yep. 100%. And it's the same sort of thing. It's the, just because you've come to this conclusion does not mean that you're, you've invented it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say I am guilty of like, if it's mercury retrograde, I'm like, is everything going wrong? Is everything going wrong? Cause I feel like everything's going wrong. Yeah. But even then, I think that's the most like laughing and be like, this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I've done that too. I think we're all guilty of being like, mercury's a retrograde. Am am I dying or is everyone else experiencing that? That at least has been on a private level, not a promoting it on a podcast. I feel like that's different because at least that's something tangible. Even if you can't see it, there's something tangible. Like you at least know something's going on. It's not some hidden whisper of an apocalypse or, or. rise of something so it like it's not... those... sorry it reminds me of those christian groups that are like the world is going to end like next month cthulhu By will return <laughs> and I, I, it's, it's an odd one for me the because I, I just feel coming. i just feel like <laughs> I, I just feel like sometimes we do develop as a group sometimes we do mm-hmm. suddenly come together with people that we're supposed to come together with in that moment and yeah. we just need to be more critical of what that might be so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we're all having weird dreams. Is there anything in common? You know, are we all dreaming about the color blue? You know, are we all dreaming about mm-hmm. a, a gold orb? You know, anything, whatever you want. And, mm-hmm. and like you look into that, research that, like find the things in common, but don't suddenly be like, right. So the three of us, we're now the charmed ones. <laughs> And we are the only ones. Um, like, can I be <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Does it make sense? I'm TV now. I request all of you refer to me as that. Thank you. Okay, but only if I'm Prue. I am the oldest, I think. Oh, oh I would be Prue. I would be Prue. I'm not Piper. I am not Piper. Yeah, but I'm a photographer and I collect antiques. So I feel like... I feel like that is me, and you know, I feel like I'm Prue. I'm Prue, so um, I call Stevie because I feel like I'm the least likely to be successful. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! Wasn't Phoebe the most successful? Was she? Yeah, she no. had like her own she TV station and stuff, right? Like a bunch. No. Yeah, in the first season, right? And then she then she went on to be like a like a talk show Reporter. hosting. Like yeah, yeah she no. went to be the most she was like a millionaire by the end of it. She ran a newspaper, she helped run a newspaper as like the, oh, the right. advice columnist no, and then got her own talk show. Right. Yeah. You're right. Need that to is me, guys. I am actually What you mean I'm to say secret. is that you're Leo. <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) I'm not Leo. I refuse. I I refuse. Um, And this is the part of the episode, guys, where we actually all in unison block Steven on Instagram. We're going to just all go, everybody head over there. And then before you block him, send him a message saying Robin is not Leo. And then block him. No. I, I'm actually going to screenshot any message that anyone sends me and send it your way. I'm just going to be like, no, I've got five. Do you know what I mean? Please do. Oh, my word. Okay. 
So before we end this episode, uh, just like every episode, we talk about some creators, makers, shops, and Instagrams that we're digging right now. And to remind you all, these are not paid for promotions. These are just shops we like. And if you send us messages telling us that you want to be on here, we'll block you. Stop it. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Up first is my pick. And this is Yafas Botanica, which I actually was, they were brought to my attention by Moon Bunny Tarot on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. They're a botanica. They're a black owned spirituality and metaphysical store that actually is currently sold out. I just saw that this morning. Um, they sold out on everything basically because people were purchasing from them which is fucking incredible and you guys should continue to do that (laughs) yeah definitely continue don't let the momentum die down back to steven's previous point a point of um protesting with your wallets guys we can do it (laughs) yeah um the next one i think was um the one that i put on there um so i Mm -hmm. if you want some further research to what we were talking about about um black lives matter and what work we can do um, mm-hmm. as white folks in in the spiritual and occult community. There's an incredible article I came across. It's by an account called Stay Woke Tarot. Uh, so at Stay Woke Tarot, or one word. And it's Rashunda Tramble, uh, who runs the page. And uh, she has written an article. And the article is actually from 2018. Um, but it's, re- it's come up again now. And uh, it's basically an article called Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it goes over the use of spiritual terminology and where that mm-hmm. might be rooted uh, in mm-hmm. terms of talking about light, dark, white, black, and how we use them in the community. I'm not going to go into too mm-hmm. much detail, but I, I I, don't want to take words out of their mouth. I'd rather you go and read that article and follow that page because it is exceptional. Um, and it really gives you a lot to think about in terms of the language you're using as someone in that spiritual and occult world. Um, so mm-hmm. it's definitely food to thought. And I really want to elevate that. I love that. I picked a car... <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to, a Karamara, did I say that right? Tarot. <laughs> I cannot pronounce things, guys. Please go easy on me. Is it Akamara? Akamara. There we go. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> but <clears throat> I have been following this like tarot since like the Kickstarter. And it's already on its second edition, which is already sold out. Like, it's such an amazing deck. It's beautiful. So beautiful. It is, yes. It's a black mate deck with gold foil on the edges and, like, gold foil designs. And it's beautiful. And it's inspired by African magic. It's it's a stunning deck. And, yeah. You guys should definitely so cool. keep an eye out for the third edition. It they decide to release a third edition because I have a feeling yeah, they will. It's beautiful. No kidding. It's so pretty. It sold it sold out so fast, the second edition. And yeah. Thank you guys again so much for joining us this week. We hope that you'll join us next time on June 26th for our ninth episode. Keep an eye out on our Instagrams and our Twitter, and you can follow us on Twitter at Coffee Cauldrons for more information. Or even better, joining us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your question for next time.
You'll even get to hear our lovely voices for an additional 30-minute episode for being a Patreon member, the library tier, and up. Again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from A Tired Witch on Instagram. And with Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And Stephen from A Witch's Path on Instagram. All right. We're going to count down. Ready? Say goodbye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. One. Ready? Two. One, two. Three. Bye. Bye, witches. Bye, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like anything gets worse every time. <laughs> <laughs>